magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, a spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> episode 101. Oh, yeah. 101. It's like a radio station. <laughs> yeah, nice. Episode 101. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying it all. <laughs> Why not? I love it. Ooh, I was just telling you before I um had a bunch of candy <laughs> and a root beer, which I don't usually have a root beer. And my stomach hurts really oh. a lot. But... um. You said to me you were just craving candy, and I was, but, you know, not that long ago, that would have been a normal amount of candy for me. I wouldn't have been needing to crave it. Well, oh, you mean like not that long ago, you would just eat that on a regular basis, that's but right. lately, not as much. Lately, that's right. Not oh, as much. Okay. So is that why your stomach wasn't, was, now I your think- stomach's like, what the heck? I think that's exactly oh. it. I think I've been eating healthier foods, and so yep. now my stomach is going, what? Just hold on here. <laughs> What's happening? I'm confused. Um, one time my my older daughter was um, – there. she was around this boy that she had a crush on, and – she was just like wouldn't look at him in the eye and then I asked her something and she's like I'm confused I'm confused I'm confused she said that like because but it was clearly like just because he was there and she Aww. didn't want to pay attention to him so now whenever I say I'm confused I always think I'm confused <laughs> Brett and I That's say that so to cute. each other a lot I'm confused I'm confused I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was that in the cards from last week um did one of us draw belly ache card? Too much Bell- candy card? Too much candy and confusion? <laughs> and, a, and a stomach confusion? <laughs> no. Uh, you drew Beauty Way. Oh, Beauty from Way. The, from the shaman something shaman oracle. Mm-hmm. The or- mystical oracle. Mystical, mystical shaman mm-hmm. oracle. And I drew Sparkle and Shine from Cosmic Dancer oracle. Sounds nice. So does it I'm not feeling like <laughs> you were resonating with those cards. Well, what did that, they mean? Do you well, remember? Sparkle and shine is about shining your light in the world, like mm-hmm. being willing to, you know, be who you are and let that be seen and then to revel in the beauty of it. And Beauty Way was I if I remember right, it was mm-hmm. about like being present, being aware uh-huh. of like sacred beauty, divine beauty. Yeah. That well, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I was just looking in my moon wisdom planner because Ooh, I've yeah, been writing. Oh, yeah, I got writing. mine today. Oh, Yeah, it's really great. You can order yours from Goddess Provisions if you want. Um, And we, I was just looking because I write down what I'm working on every, well, when I think, remember, or when it's, you know, which is most days. So I was checking to see if that was in there <laughs> or to remind me about what I was working on. But I am. As I've mentioned, taking Luis Mojica's class, oh, um, yeah. it's on somatic awareness, basically. And there is a diet portion, <clears throat> only in the sense of I'm um, 
long listeners of the show know that we're both anti-diet culture, but just like a diet in terms of like to balance your hormones and like being bringing awareness to what you're eating, which actually is what? I, it's not just eating beans. That's what I thought. I was under the oh. impression that. <laughs> well, that the, that. <laughs> no, the bean protocol is the diet, I guess, if you want to call it that. But and you do add beans to each. Okay, but it's to balance your hormones to like help take out the toxins. It's like medicinal. That's right. Yeah, and you're supposed to have like vegetables with you, with each meal, which is good. Like steam. I've been steaming. I just heard a beep. That's weird. I've been steaming vegetables. Which is really good for me because I never eat. I'm really bad with vegetables. Um, any who's are not bad, but you know what I mean. So, <laughs> uh, but that's part of why I had this sugar. To, well, it might have been a shock to my system, mm-hmm. and also I was doing it with awareness. But something oh. did come up. Yeah, because he was talking in the class before about which. I've thought about before, too, of, like, bringing awareness, like, if you want something, you're craving something, and you're not going to, let's say you're not going to eat it, to be in it. And they talk about this in the fuck it diet, too, like, about being aware of, like, what's coming up for you, you know, what is it, and then to be eating it from that place. And so I was thinking about, like, oh, I really want this chocolate. Yesterday I was thinking of that, and then... I was like, well, what comes up if I'm not going to have it? And it was like all this sadness. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was like really related to my mother because my mom was especially bad with food with me, just like, well, with everybody but and herself included. Um, But just like, it was just a lot of, you know, we never had sugar in our house and it's just I wasn't treated like a kid like oh this is fun let's have some you know like here's chocolate it was like and it just felt really sad and like depriving Uh, yeah but I thought it would be funny if I was like eating from that place because he's because someone in the class was saying they were angry like and he was saying eat from that place but I can just imagine like crying and eating (laughs) candy would be kind of an amusing thing um, but I wasn't in touch with that when I ate. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have this and then see how I feel while I'm eating it. Yeah. And uh, here we are. So, yeah, it's just <laughs> been a lot of awareness this week. <laughs> a lot of awareness, a lot of releasing, of just still noticing how much I'm like, I was holding my hair up to do something. <clears throat> and I realized that I was like, clutching my head as if somebody was like like as if I was resisting somebody's hand like like as if I was like like moving instead of just like moving my hair aside I was like clutching oh yeah this is like more of that the realizations you were having last week that you talked about from this class of being conscious of your body and like where you're holding tension and stuff right yeah, exactly. That's that I've so been cool. living so much in this freeze mode without even realizing it, which is fascinating to me because I'm very aware of my energy. Yeah. You know, and my chakras are pretty clear. Like they move, there's flow. It's not. Oh, yeah. Held. You're so intuitively connected and connected with energy. But yeah. it's interesting how different teachers, like there's just different layers and yep. different levels of awareness that you can approach healing from. And that's really cool that you're uncovering this. Yeah. I, I really love that. I really love it. So, yeah, that's what happened 
to me. Also, one last thing, and we're going to be talking to Sen Elias, which I'm so excited oh, yeah, about. Yeah, thanks for mentioning. Me too. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, and he taught this class on ancestral healing, which we both watched. And um, that's also been coming up a lot. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like both of those, but in a different way. So I'm not having that same, like, realizing all that tension. But since – like talk about healers since my session with you. Huh. Let's talk <laughs> I about have it. Been, no, <laughs> I have been getting also more in tune with my body. Uh, and because yeah, that I was like, I mean, there was a lot. Like I feel like we could have a whole like hour long where I could discuss all the many dimensions of that healing that you wow. gave me. But, but a great. lot of it has, uh, I'm feeling it in my body. I'm feeling it in, because we talked about this in the session that, like I, it wasn't that I was disconnected from my body. I would, I always feel pretty connected to it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was feeling kind of alien in it. Like, yeah. just like, what is that. this human body? Like I would still have that feeling. Like I had this thing where I was chewing. I was like, what is this hole in my face? Like with this like oh juicy gosh. saliva, this is so gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like, God. like an alien, oh, like this is, what is this alien yeah. body? You know, I kind of had that and it was like, after we did that healing, which there was some, like, you helped to remove my mom's energy from me. There was, like, a past life brother that was in my energy. Like, but also, wasn't there something about that that I saw specifically about that? About, oh, yeah. Well, about feeling alien in my body. I thought yeah. that was that was that how I had that past life brother in my in oh, my body and oh. who was like had masculine energy. Oh, okay. I don't remember because I never remember. I know much. you're like in a trance kind well, of. Well, I'm not in a trance, but I separate afterwards. So I purposefully, I'm in a healing space is what I yeah. call it. Yeah. So I don't like when I'm in my conscious space, it's harder to remember. But yeah, okay. You would remember better than me. Well, I mean, it's possible that I didn't totally understand all the dynamics of it, but I will say that the effect part of the effect has been feeling really comfortable in my body that's amazing i know and like drinking less caffeine just like naturally wanting to drink less caffeine and then also like really tuning in energetically to like oh is that gonna nourish me and like do i really feel like doing this or that i will say that this has also come along with getting fewer things done on my to-do list which is (laughs) probably good for me though yeah you know like i I know instead of just like okay now what do i need to do it was like almost like i was just going so fast with accomplishing things that i was like sometimes missing the present moment not completely but i just feel like i've really fallen into a rhythm lately that feels a lot better and healthier and more nourishing and so i think that goes along with the beauty way for sure oh yeah i was just gonna say it sounds like you're more intuitively being led as opposed to the dry like the capricorn we gotta do this yeah yeah totally and so then i can be like also enjoying the things that are on my to-do list because i do i mean i did really create a career filled with things i really like to do yeah so (laughs) yeah so it's kind of fun to be like oh wait let me take the time to be like oh yeah i actually really am enjoying this and you know yeah just kind of moving into the moment in a deeper way you know i just want to say that and i'm trying to figure out how to say this without making it sound like my other clients aren't amazing. Not that you're a client, but I mean, you know what I mean when I saw you in that space. But you, and maybe it's that I don't 
I don't talk to the clients afterwards to find out their updates. So maybe that is part of it. But I do feel like because of all the work you do on yourself, the healings take you to the next level in a way it doesn't for a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like other people that are maybe more bogged down. And there's no judgment, by the way. I love every person that comes through. But – um. But yeah, I think for you, a lot of times it's like, whoa, there's yeah. it And like your perspective too, because like, I, I know what you're saying in a way, because like you said, one of the things you said was like, I feel like you could be more gentle with yourself. And then just saying that, I was like, like I energetically wow. connected that. I saw all these pictures, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like that's I was like, not oh, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, I don't think a usual experience for most people. <laughs> Well, it's the language that we speak, though. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? exactly. Yeah, I love that a lot. Um, and I will just say, I just remembered, though, that this week was also kind of a little heavy in the beginning of the week. Like, I remember Monday. Oh, I was going to say, like, Monday I was feeling really just, like, kind of heavy. And I was like, you know what? Not a lot is getting done today. Like, oh, I will yeah take care of my clients and then like that's I'm not doing it like it just did not feel you know and I let myself do that which I think I'm just saying that because to maybe encourage people like to follow the rhythm like that like some I didn't beat myself up about it and it was interesting because like Brett also was having a day like that but he was kind of beating himself up about it oh, yeah. and I was like no I felt that way too and so I took a bath <laughs> he yeah. can't really do that during the day because of his job um but but I think it helped him maybe feel a little bit more like okay it's just the energy of the day you know, I think Ted and I had that Monday, too. I wonder oh, if there really? must have been something about Monday. Yeah. Well, then I listened to this astrology thing, and it was saying that Monday was kind of like that. So I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. Um, Okie doke. So what are we doing now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't so talk about now, if we were going to promote anything. Uh, Yeah. I thought we would just um promote. Uh, I mean, I thought I would just surprise Go you ahead. and yeah. promote my pendulum workshop. Oh, yeah, great. So, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. So, um, <laughs> so I have, I'm teaching a class called Master, How to Master the Pendulum, and that is on April 29th on Zoom. And if you can't make it live, I'm going to have the recording available afterwards, but I'm really excited. I'm going to teach how to get started with the pendulum, what the pendulum works great for, what it doesn't work so great for, and how to really get the hang of it over time so it just becomes like second nature to use it as a divination tool. So you can find out about that at testwhitehurst.com and go to the shop. Great. I'm so excited for that class. Thank you. Um, I guess I'll just promote that I have a class called 11 for 11 and it's $11 and you get 11 emails um, with lot each day. There's a new tool to use to help you um, improve your your life in various ways like self-compassion, inner child healing, um, energy healing tools to help you to connect to yourself clear your energy, just all kinds of things. So you can read about that on my website at highestlighthealing.com. And also our friend Melissa has a class that looks amazing. Do you still yeah. have the 
Info. I don't have the info okay. uh, right here. Oh wait, yeah, I do. But oh. she, um, you can find her on at Real Magic Mystery School on Instagram. Yeah, and, um, she's a Jungian witch, and she's teaching about how to do spells that really work. Um, yeah, so you can go to there and go to our website to learn more about it. I think it starts April eleventh. Yeah, so uh, on April 11th, enrollment opens for Enchant, a course in radically effective spells. Learn powerful Jungian magic techniques designed to shift what's known as your matrix of meaning. If we were a fish, this matrix is the water we're swimming in. All the beliefs, emotions, and other potent energies influencing everything we think, say, and do. Instead of casting a spell to get rent money this month, for example, when you shift your matrix of meaning, you radically transform your relationship to money as a whole by altering the underlying patterns of your energetic ocean and not just the individual waves your entire life becomes a powerful spell learn more about enchant and get your early bird discount at realmagic.school slash enchant yourself and we really encourage you it's so it looks yeah, just Melissa's so amazing. amazing she's just brilliant yeah um. All right. So, do you have Ben Elias's yes, bio here? I do. For over 20 years of experience, Sen Elias has pursued the study of magic through dedicated practice and study. At a young age, his grandmother recognized his ability to speak to spirits, and because of his gifts, she passed the practice of hoodoo to him. He has become a leader in his community by helping others through his service of root work and conjure. Sen Elias is the proud owner of Crescent City Conjure in New Orleans, Louisiana. And here we are. We are so excited to be here with Sen Elias. So, Sen Elias, you tell us just let's let's get our listeners uh, up to date on what you do. Like, tell us about Crescent City Conjure. Um, what you do there, what that place is like, and just like some stuff about your practice. Yeah. My name is Sean Elias. Um, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a willing conduit to spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what all of this is about. Um, you know, since I was a little boy, I was different being able, having vivid dreams um, that were often prophetic in nature. Um, coming from a family of devout Baptist Christians, but in African-American uh, culture, uh, you know, there's um, remnants of African traditional religions that express themselves through the, through the Baptist um, or Catholic or Protestant faith due to the history of the transatlantic slave trade in the Middle Passage. And that was present in my family. Um, you know, uh, you know, in my family, they would say pray true, which is really just spell casting, to be honest with you, being able to use your words, um, the power of the logos to cause things to happen um, was something that was displayed in me as a young child. I had a desire to learn more, picked up tarot cards and other forms of divination and um, just kept going and going and going and eventually, uh, you know, became known as the conjurement in my community, you know, starting so young and being so passionate about it where it gets around. And so that hasn't stopped and it's led me to um, Crescent City Conjure, moving to New Orleans and making it official business to be a conjurer. And, uh, you know, I continue to invest in uh, the local community in the form of helping people who may be in disadvantaged uh, uh, positions in their lives, Mm. Um, you know, helping people who are, you know, and and, and one priest um, in a different tradition, 
um, said something that resonated with me. And that was, uh, you know, we are doing what we wish we had. I wish I had someone to hold my hand when I was um, younger or confused and not knowing what direction I wanted to go in, um, you know, and someone to, to open their doors and say, hey, uh, I will listen to what you need. I would try mm -hmm. to be I would try to uh, provide opportunities for you to find what it is that you're looking for and help you to avoid pitfalls along the way. And so that's really the passion in it, seeing myself and other people and understanding the trials and tribulations that I went through and how I felt like I wasn't being heard all the time. And, uh, you know, and, and being that listening ear and that helping hand um, for. Um, so did your family, how did they react to you? Did you tell like your parents when you had prophetic dreams? You know, I was a kid and that, and being a kid, you don't really, you don't really think it through in that same way. You yeah. don't, re don't really think about, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. You just say it. And so uh, it was an innocent child that I, um, you know, that I shared um, what was going on with me. Um, and it was only after a while, it's only through the mirror, right? The reaction of people that you under, that you have a, a concept of the correctness or incorrectness or acceptance or non-acceptance of who you are. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, I told, I shared it with them. Um, and it was more than that. It was more than just dreams. There were other interesting things. Like my brother got lost in the mall one time and my mother, um, my mother was becoming really distraught because he was very lost. He had been lost for hours. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I remember this moment where, you know, you leave it in the hands of the adults or whatever, but uh, I knew that I could tune into spirit and find him. And so that's, that's what I did. I closed my eyes and I found him. He's uh -huh. my brother. Yeah. yeah. Connect like Wi-Fi. And so, you know, like, and we all are, we just have to be able to tune into it. And so that's what I did. And I told her exactly where he was and go find him. And that's exactly where he was. And she, what, she asked me how I did that. And I was like, to me, it's, it's just, it's, we can all do that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, those things like that happened. There was this, <laughs> there was this knife, you know, another little um, where uh, she kept, that was one of the things I was able, was really good at doing, finding people. And so, you know, she asked me how I did it. And so I was like, oh, cool. Let me tell you how I did it. <laughs> and so we sat down and had lessons on how to find people in spirit. Uh -huh. <laughs> me and my mother, <laughs> I was a kid. And so stuff like that was really, was really different about yeah. me. And so it's then your, your grandma uh, taught you magic. She, she noticed I, your gifts I, and. My grandmother put it into context. My oh. grandmother put the things that I was going, what I was going through into context. It's not necessary. So yes, she did, but it's not in the, it's not in the, um, in the form that I think people think about. It's not sit down and, you know, here's, it's time for root work class. It's, not right. like, it's more, um, it's more, I know how you found your brother because I could do the same thing. Let's yeah. talk about what that spirit is. Uh, let's okay. talk about, let's talk about where that may be. And everything is in a Christian context when it comes to who do we work in conjure if you're talking about old school. So, uh, you know, it was every, oh, let's talk about spiritual gifts and the Bible, you know, and let's talk about what gifts you have. And let's talk, let's look at other characters in the Bible and how um, they worked with their spiritual gifts. And let me tell you what my experiences have been. And, um, and, and it's in the con having conversations with, my grandmother, the back and forth of the lessons came. 
It wasn't a sit down lesson. It was because we're talking about this right now. I'm going to give you more insight in my own personal experiences and give you information on how to um, either protect yourself or open yourself up further. And so, yes, it's a teaching through shared experience. We're mm -hmm. having the same experience. And so, but she's had it for a lot longer than I have. And so she's able to see where I'm at and help me to understand the different phases that I'm going through and evolving into. Yeah. So now I think I would love to talk about, I just want to tell you your ancestor class, that was what I needed to see and learn. I need, I knew that I wanted to work with my ancestors more. You know, I, I connect with them sometimes, but I knew I wanted to do it in a deeper sort of more, I don't know, just a way that felt like I had more insight into it and that your class was exactly what I needed. Like the vision, the energetic understanding about how you said we're connected to our ancestors. They can see the big picture. Um, and so I just loved, it was like, I saw when you were talking, like how it, it is like, we're not just a leaf. We're not just a blossom. Mm. We're a tree. We're the roots, yes. you know? Yes. And so maybe could you share with our listeners some of that, um, how you see your relationship? Because I know that's a huge part of your practice is ancestor veneration. Absolutely. It's a huge, first off, let's, let's put it into context because it's a huge, um, it's a huge um, aspect of African traditional religion. And mm -hmm. um, uh, who do we work in conjure is a result um, is, a, is a seed of those African traditional religions and ancestors. We would not be here without ancestors, you know, and let me know if I'm cutting off. Okay. Um, but we would not, this conversation wouldn't be happening without our ancestors. That's how important they are. They, that's how important they are. They are the ground that we walk on. Their bones are on, it's in, are in the soil that we walk on. They're the reason why we look, we see them when we look in the mirror. Um, one of my friends, one of my good, one of my good friends said, we are, we are, we are currently ancestors. If there's no such thing as time or space that we are currently being venerated on someone's ancestor altar. So it's mm -hmm. a continue, and it's important to say that, although you don't want to confuse anyone, it's important to mm -hmm. say that because it really highlights, highlights the continuum. And that's the point, the continuum between the past, the present, the future, the current moment, and how important the past is and how, and, and how in a lot of ways, the past determines the, the future, the past determines the future, the present plays a moment, mm -hmm. but the past also determines the future. So um, someone also said, someone also, I, I want to also make it clear that I think people make the mistake of lumping in the ancestors with the dead. And so, yes, your ancestors are dead. But when we say de the dead, we're talking about a different form, a different type of practice, a different safety mechanisms and mechanics, mm -hmm. different considerations, mm -hmm. because those are strangers. And we're yeah. talking about we're talking about a, a different type of relationship. When we talk about our ancestors, we aren't talking about the dead. We're talking about those who still live through our blood, mm -hmm. those who are still living through our DNA, mm -hmm. that the ones that are speaking with our mouth, seeing with our eyes working with our hands on walking with our feet. We're talking about the aspect of those who may have passed that are still, still living through us. Yeah. And those, those are, those are our ancestors. The, the work that they, that they started um, and there's no completion to the work as long as we're human beings here on earth, it's an ongoing mission, but um, we continue that mission that they, that they began, that they, um, that, that, that came before us. We continue that mission. That's how important it is. All the wisdom and, and, and hopes and dreams that we have 
we can ask them for the wisdom that they've already gained that we hope to obtain. We have, if you practice this, you don't practice this no matter what tradition, is it witchcraft, is it um, hoodoo, is it voodoo, whatever. You don't practice this just because you one day woke up and decided I wanna be a witch. Someone before you did it, you have, you have elders in the whatever tradition you think you chose already <laughs> in your blood yeah. and you can call on them. You can call on them and they have powers greater than yours. And whenever you're doing work, all you and all you and all your ancestors can do the work together. That's how important, that's how important ancestors are. Yeah. Well, I wanna someone in the class asked this, and I think it's really important because it is something that has tripped me up before. They and how they put it was the how do you what if you have vile ancestors? And it is like for instance, the family, I mean, I talk to dead people. So I talk to my mom now that she's dead. And we, I always say we have a much better relationship now that she's dead because her ego went away and she, Mm -hmm. we have, I mean, it's been very, very healing, Um, but a lot of people don't, you know, they don't want to communicate with people that have hurt them. That's true. You know, but if we're going to talk about how your mother's ego dissolved right after death, and that was a beneficial thing. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> how can you not then apply that to yourself and say right. the, the, the a bit of dissolution of my own personal ego won't better help me have a, have wisdom and understand when there's strength and power if I'm able to get over um, you know uh, my own um, emotional reaction to to to, to um, past relationships. I'm not saying that you should throw that out of the window. Of course you shouldn't. Your emotions and how you feel in your past are all these things you should consider consider and be working through for healing and for personal evolution and elevation. Uh, but also, also just like a, come on now, just like a child, if you, let's say um, a child gets punished and they don't, and they don't like, and, I, and I'm not using this to um, diminish mm-hmm. anyone's um, negative relationships they may have, with, have had with their ancestors because some negative things, some really bad negative things might have happened. But also I wanna say that, um, the dislike that people hold on to, you could be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. You could be throwing out the baby with the bath. If, even if they were a bad person, a terrible person, vile ancestors, guess what? That still exists within your blood, like it or not. Yeah. These are these are things that you that it is. This is why we do this work to resolve those issues, yes. to create a bridge of healing between um, the parts of you that are living. Mm-hmm. in the corporal form and mm-hmm. the parts of you that are no longer living mm-hmm. your ancestors yeah. the parts of you that are no longer living your ancestors yeah. and so yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a practice of reciprocity they share with us their protection their guidance their support their wisdom um all of that and we and we reach back through the pain through mm-hmm. the regret through the embarrassment through the guilt all of that we work, we reach back through the river of blood and we help to elevate them up, you know? And so, yes, that is a part of it. Your mm-hmm. vile ancestors, the pain associated with that is a part of it. You know what I'm saying? This is not, you know, human beings, I think, like to, um, like to uh, think that we are the reason 
<laughs> that we are the reason for the season, right? Like mm-hmm. that we are, but this that's not that's not the case. There's something bigger going on. There's something bigger than us happening. Yeah. And so if, if we are going to frame our relationship with our ancestors in a, an emotional context, we could be missing the much much bigger picture. Well, it reminds me really of shadow work, of like really deep shadow work. It's like going through that in order to heal, looking at that stuff in order to heal and in healing yourself you also do heal them but it's like it's a very it's an even deeper healing than when you're working with your own shadow absolutely that i like that i like the way you you, you're you're because it's more of a collective shadow yeah yeah collective shadow so yeah i think that's the perfect way of thinking about it shadow work is personal ancestral work Uh, one aspect of ancestral work is working through the collective shadow yes I loved, I mean, I, after your workshop, the next day I set up an ancestor altar. I loved how you said, um, cause, cause I have been like, yeah, I want to work more with my ancestors. I don't really know how, but then you were like, well, your ancestors will tell you <laughs> like you connect with them and then, you know, they guide you. So, and I liked how you talked about new ancestors and old ancestors. So I, I was like, I'm going to start with my four grandparents. And so I created an altar with parents pictures of them with the white candle in the water. And that I didn't have a Bible on hand, but I have some, some comparable stuff and a picture of, um, Archangel Michael. And, um, and I just like, I love connecting with each. I've been saying each of their names and burning incense for them. And my, one of my grandmas, my grandma Dean, she's my mom's mom. Like she was so ethereal in life. Like I didn't ever really feel like I connected with her in life. I don't know if anyone really did. And um, I have a, my, I have a real big, what's that? Is she a practitioner? Um, Not that I know of. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say, (laughs) but, but she was just, I don't know. She just somehow it seemed really kind of disconnected and um, just emotionally not connected to me or maybe my mom or her other daughters. But anyway, so my mom and I have, don't have a great relationship. We're estranged and I connected with her in meditation after your workshop. I like had this image of her as young. I like felt her spirit and I just started crying. It was so interesting. Age is human. Like old age is human. Yeah. Come every time that they come back to me, and I don't, you know, I don't talk about my personal experiences because it's personal, right? Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to own experiences. There's no you could you talk about it a little bit, but you don't talk about it too much. And um, you know, but I'll say every time that they've come back, I've seen them visually, they've been young and yeah. they've always they've been that like my great grandmother, Grandma Lily, um, who's the like the matriarch of the family. Um, when she passed, uh, I did a whole lot of work with her, and she came back young. And she was dancing and she had her little, you know, her little tight tights on. She was dancing. <laughs> I called my grandmother and I said, you know, did the grandma really like to dance? And she's like, yeah, when she was younger, she, all she did was dance. <laughs> and that's the beauty. Sickness is human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So when they when they pass, they're in perfect health, you know, and they're they, they're younger. And so I think that that's I think that's beautiful. I think that's absolutely beautiful that you connected, um, that you connected to her in that way. What I'll say also is um, do work with her when you do mm-hmm. spiritual work. Call her name came like that. And I got to tell you, baby, she sounded like she was a witch because oh, yeah. uh, people if people don't know that much about her, reclusive like spiritual people can be and separate. Uh-huh. 
white people can be, but coming to you fully on the spiritual, I mean, it, no matter what title, sounds like she had that type of spirit, you know, yes. and so she'll yeah. be willing be willing to help you and work you know show the double triple time your work you know so cool yeah i could feel that i mean my mom is definitely like i can feel that energetically she's like a, she would never say that about herself ever but she has like a lot of magic energy to her so i would not be surprised at all i think you're right on with that that's so interesting I do have questions about that because you, you know, you say to put a Bible, but I come from Jews. They would not want a Bible on their <laughs> on the altar. Um, do you, and also my dad is like a real atheist. Um, I wonder what you think about that. Jewish mysticism has a whole lot to do with Christian mythology. Yeah. And so, and so you're not, it's not necessarily separate. You, you, you know what I'm saying? There, 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 there are ties, and your 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 your, tra your tradition and your culture has extremely valuable information um, to be used that that many have used in occult context. And I know that um, depending on what aspect of Judaism you're involved in, mm -hmm. that that is very much frowned upon. Uh, but that's I'm just that's thinking of yeah, mm -hmm. one of my dead aunts who would not be happy with. <laughs> I mean, but it's not, it's not, it's not them. Religion, religion is 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 a is a human concept in, in a lot of ways as well. When you pass, you're, you're, when you when you're dead, you're dead. There's no church to go to, right? Like you're yeah. you're you're you're, <laughs> you're, 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 in, you're in the spiritual, and so her, their ideas of religion and spirituality also change greatly because now mm -hmm. they're in it, and so there's not there's not a mental social right. um aspect to re to religion and god and deity and all these things you're just in the ocean you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're in the ocean with everybody else and how mm -hmm. you how you conceptualize it is up to you all i'm saying is that if you if if i passed and i could have been i could have been the most christian of christians or whatever or let's let's just reverse it you know not very much not the most christians of, of christians and now if a Christian called on me because they had a strong spiritual ability to do so, mm -hmm. I don't care if they're Christian. I want to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you. What I'll say is that, um, yeah, yes, uh, you can choose to use the words that your ancestors are most familiar with and comfortable with. And I do suggest it. And so mm -hmm. when you're at your, at your ancestor altar, if they were Jewish, that's fine. Use, use, um, you know, use, um, words that, that fit within that context. There's nothing wrong with it at all. And if they're atheists, so just talk to them as they are, you know? You don't have to, you don't even have to put God on it. You don't have to put God on You're talking to your ancestors. And so yeah. they'll, come, they'll come all the same. Try not to worry about those things too much because your experiences of your ancestors, if you knew them in life, has changed after death for them. And so you can approach them in a, a more open way. You should be able to approach them in, in, in a more open way. There are um, ancestors that can be very stubborn, but I like to say, and it's no disrespect, but it's a relationship. I like to say I'm the one that got the hands, and y'all, <laughs> yeah. you know right. I'm the one that got the hands. So you're going to take this offering. You could be begrudgingly if you, you it could be begrudgingly if you want to, but this is a, a partially about my personal my my path. Whatever yeah. they are choosing to accept or not accept is a, a, is an aspect of their of their personal path. They're mm -hmm. still they are very much a part of us, but they're still not the same. And so we need to make yeah. choices for ourselves, regardless of the choices that they're making from for themselves. And I think the ancestor altar is a big part of that. 
any elevated ancestor or any ancestor that's going to be there to really help you and assist you is going to recognize the benefit of the offering, the energy that you're returning back to them, the gifts that you're returning back to them, the, the, the process of reciprocity that is happening between both of you. If they don't want it, then they don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if they don't want it, that's the point to, 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 to keep going. Keep going, keep knocking on the door, keep mentioning their name. If they don't want it, you know, the, 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 the hope is that one day they will, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that one day they will. Um, but either way, like I said, they're in your, they're in your DNA. So you, you are helped by the act of you giving those gifts and being open, being vulnerable, being, um, being always offering that up, regardless of how you feel about them, is help is healing you. Mm-hmm. It's healing the part of yeah. them that is in you. Yeah, it's such yeah. a beautiful like vision it. now I have of that of just like the complete aspect of my spirit is connected and my body, like to so many ancestors. I like what I like about it is because you know I talk to them anyway, just because that's what I do. But the idea of having that altar for them, it's like a place to, like a physical place to give back and like put in grounding. In, in this world too. yeah and, and in our modern culture that is so focused on individualism I like that it's like oh yeah, yeah. no really you are not just an individual little yeah. island yeah you know? it's really beautiful um I know you wanted to talk a little bit about appropriation is that what you said I'd love to hear what you have to say about that while yeah so um I want to talk about appropriation um because um uh, it's, a, it's something that just always needs to be talked about first and yeah. foremost. Um, but, but then also, but I come, I think, from a, a, a more, um, a less egocentric um, uh, um, perspective on appropriation because I feel like a lot of people um, frame it in the context of I, 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 I. And really, it's appropri- appropriation is more about like um, personal identity personal identity and 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 us versus us versus them which is not i think the way that this needs to be framed because it just mm-hmm. creates opposition and it's mm-hmm. not and it doesn't create healing and understanding which is the point of all of this right and so there's just confusion and there's a lot of confusion for a lot of reasons um one of the things that i think is really important for us to know is um what I see when it comes to the appropriation of hoodoo root work and conjure, um, which is specifically African-American folk magic. Now, that's the definition of the tradition that does not include um, who can and cannot practice it. That's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I think only up until recently, um, uh, only up until recently, hoodoo root work and conjure was a lesser known folk magic it wasn't popular it wasn't populated um it's being um published and 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 the aspects of it under the name and the banner of who work and conjure are being uh, um, published you can find them in books and borders i'm saying so now um little five-year-olds can go in there and and, you know uh, think that they're think that they're a conjurer you know what i'm saying and so that that kind of that that kind of that's going to breed misinformation and misrepresentation Mm-hmm. Um, the, the people that, that, that should take the blunt of that, of that blame, the people that should take the blunt of that blame are the people who, um, um, market, who are, um, um, marketing the book, marketing the misinformation, mm-hmm. not necessarily the people who are 
coming across the information and consuming it, right? Because that's that's more innocent. What I'll say is that folk who do rework and conjure folk magic. Folk magic is any type of magic that comes from the folk, right? So it's usually the agricultural and rural people who are practicing folk magic. When we talk about traditions like ceremonial magic, where you had to go get really expensive elaborate tools and stuff like that, that was more wealthy people. All right, and so when so our people who work the land, this is any culture. I'm talking about any culture, any any every culture has folk magic. Who do we work and conjure is a form of folk magic, but I think people think it's the only form of folk magic. So whatever they do, they're like, oh, I'm practicing hoodoo. Baby, that's not that's, mm -hmm. that's not even what you're kind of talking about. You're talking mm -hmm. about something very, very different. Um, and so I think it's important to understand that every every folk magic contains the spirit of the people who died for that for that um, yeah. tradition yeah. that died for the survival of that. So you're talking about you're talking about blood of a very bloody, violent time in history, mm. slavery, transatlantic slave trade, middle passage, all of that, where uh, Af African people became enslaved. The, the, the reason why, appro why appropriation is bad is for a, bu a bunch of reasons. But um, first off, out of ignorance, people can potentially be communicating with spirits that, that um, are extremely angry. Uh, and, yeah. and, and who do we work and conjure? The spirits that we talk to are extreme. Ancestral veneration, I want to be clear. Ancestral veneration, anyone can do. We all have ancestors. It's a, benefit pra a beneficial practice that anyone can incorporate to uplift the parts of themselves that are their ancestors. When yeah. you start putting the label, who do we work and conjure on it, you're talking about something different. Every tradition has ancestral veneration or, in or can incorporate it. Now, um, you're talking about spirits that are, are hot, very, very hot. And their job is to turn your is to return your uh, uh, um to to turn on your um your um um what is it <laughs> Re and I gotta say revenge to turn on that revenge mm -hmm. to say you deserve better you can accomplish better no one is to disrespect you no one is to put you in a box no one is to sideline you or or, or quiet your voice and if they try to then um then stand on a table and yell it from the top of your lungs. Mm -hmm. And then you have some ancestors, you have those ancestors, and then you mm -hmm. have some ancestors that say, um, you know, okay, and now that you're in touch with your fire, which is beautiful, you have, <laughs> to, be, have to be able to contain it and make it practical and useful. And that's yeah. the point to make it practical and useful, turn that fire into wisdom so that it can burn institutions down figuratively, so that it can yeah. burn old old processes down to create change you have to get in contact with that blood and that anger that righteous anger first you got to get in contact with that righteous anger first before you can gain the wisdom to to um contain it uh, and use it in a, in a practical way mm -hmm. those deeper lessons that exist within african-american folk magic exist within all types of folk magic for all types of people but yeah. you won't learn the lessons that are specific mm -hmm. to you in your physical form because we have a spiritual we have our spiritual journey and then we have the journey of our of our container right our ancestors and so uh you got to learn those secrets for you and you're missing out on a whole lot of you're doing yourself a disservice because you're missing out on the 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 wisdom of your own and your own blood. You're doing a disservice to the people that that, that the tradition of who we work and conjure actually belong to. Because now we got the, the real problem is you got young African American people trying to find out about their own blood, trying to be reminded of who they are and understand their history, lineage, and legacy. Something that was stolen from us during slavery. Uh, so to reconnect to that power. 
if you're going to go find information that's inauthentic, um, it calls it leads them down on a journey of um, confusion. It's and, and it further um, they get they become further lost, you know, and so yeah. that it has it has extremely detrimental um, uh, echoes, reverberations in the, in the future. So I mean, sure, like you said, you know, uh, appropriation. When we get upset that some someone did something that they consider small or in, innocuous, what we're saying is that as that continues, as that ball continues to roll, snowball, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And that's why we're trying to nip the flower in the bud right now. You know what I'm so saying? What is a way that you see people doing that? Um, that they, yeah. What do you mean? So, I mean, someone picking up a book, someone picking up a book, or, you know, now it's TikTok, you know, looking at TikTok, um, looking, on, looking on the internet, and, um, and, you know, going out and buying a dashiki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, saying, and, 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 you know, putting on a head wrap and saying, oh, now I'm hoodoo. You know what I'm saying? Right, I got my right. shells. I got my shells. I got my, my, you know, all my stuff. And now I'm practicing. It's like, no, there's so much, there, there are deeper things going on there that you don't understand. And so when someone says this is appropriation, it's like, it, it, and then you get people who are defending it. And saying, oh, well, you know, I, I'm in contact with my ancestors. No one said that you weren't in contact right, with them. Right, right. Yeah, no one said that it. was a, a negative thing to do. No one yes. said you couldn't be. The problem is that they're, that they're conflating um, aspects that anyone can do with, some, uh, with, a, with a tradition that's, that is extremely specific. And when you have someone within those traditions telling you that this is falling within the category, someone that you, some, once again, someone that isn't necessarily coming from an ego place because we don't want to cause division. But you also right. have to be, you also have to be open to, to, to um, direction. You have to be open to direction. And so someone's saying, we're in this, we know it. This is something that was, that was in our family that came from people that we love and care about that was, that was truly heartfelt. And you, you read it in a book or on the internet and now you want to put on an African print and run around and talk about how you're conjuring and so-and-so. Like, that's not, that's not yeah, okay. No. And yeah. so I wish more people, I wish more people, the history, the history is what's really, 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 really important. And the overall healing of a, of, a, of a people is what's important. That's what's happening here, healing of a people. Not you trying to get your man back, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not you right. trying to do a little stupid-ass money spell, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, those, those things were, were working to, for, to survive. The purpose yeah. was to survive. It wasn't for you to put some damn glitter and some rice and shake it all up and call it something. Like, it's, it, it, no, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not what, we're, what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for explaining that. I'm really glad that you talked about that. Yeah. And, I just, and it's really hurtful. Yeah. And it, the yes. way that you practice just, it feels like it just has so much integrity and depth. And I loved in the, the ancestor class too, when you, when you called on your ancestors and I felt it, I mean, that was powerful. So cool. Yeah. I need them there. I need them there with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like we could talk to you forever, but we have to wrap up yeah uh, but come well, back can you tell us real quick what your sun moon and rising oh yeah are? yes my son is scorpio um, so, so i'm a, uh, i'm an emotional mnfer <laughs> who likes to pretend that i'm not and then my um my moon my moon is is my moon is scorpio that's oh. why i'm saying by inside and then my, but my rising is leo 
Oh, oh okay. this is like Ted, my boyfriend. My boyfriend is, it's not exactly the same, but he's a Scorpio with a Leo moon and a Scorpio rising. So very oh, close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you again. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and learn from your, all your wisdom? Yeah, you could go to uh, Crescent City Conjure, 2402 Royal Street in Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. You could go to crescentcityconjure.us, not .com, um, if you want to go online um, and, and look at what we offer um, as far as some um, spiritual tools. You can go on Crowdcast to uh, um, Crossroads Academy, which is our own um, our own platform for learning, and it covers a lot of different traditions from, oh. Jewish, mysticism, from Jewish mysticism to hoodoo. Um, to, to root work, like I wanted to, to Ifa, I wanted to get a lot of people on there to talk because I want to clear out, to clear out the confusion. You need to have examples of, of, of clarity, you yes. know? And so, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that people can get what they need on that platform, Crossroads Academy. Yeah. Cool. I saw some of those classes. I'm excited to check them out. There are, there's so much there. Yeah. Fun. We try to get everybody to do um, three classes because we want, we want people to have more than just an intro, you know, so, mm -hmm. so let's do an intro, then let's do um, the ceremonial class, ceremonial magic class um, by um, Papa Cap. He did a really, all, everybody did a really, there's a class, but I could go on and on and on. There's a class <laughs> by, by Oba that's really great as well. So there's some really awesome classes on there. Yeah, they look great. That's amazing. Well, it was so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yes, have a great day. Okay. Well, once again, this is a this is from we this is us from the future. No, I don't know. We just we haven't interviewed him yet. We're from the past. That interview is in the future. <laughs> That's I like what it, it is. dawned on you suddenly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. we say anything where we, you would have been like, why didn't they bring that part up from the interview? That's why. Because we yeah, didn't know what happened yet. Happen in it. Yep. Yeah. We're, exactly. We have some psychic abilities, but I can't tell the future. You Can you? N not usually not usually yeah sometimes a little sneak peek maybe a little sneak peek, yeah but and not sometimes not consciously like it's yeah. like oh then later i'm like oh that was me thinking of the future but it's here so it's david the kitten oh who is it it's david david <laughs> buddy people think in my family that david is my favorite but i don't have favorites except for Aww. greg of course i mean greg's <laughs> like my soulmate so yeah oh but i love yeah. Anyway, so cute. <laughs> um, and also we do have questions, but we're going to have to do them next week because of time. Um, but thanks so much for writing in your questions, calling in your questions. We love those questions. Oh, we forgot to mention, actually, you can call us at 828-333-7181. <laughs> if you want to call us and ask us a question we love those and we also love regular questions you can go to our website magicmondaypodcast.com and there's an ask a question button yeah and so. also we would love for you to write us a review if oh, you yeah. have already thank you so much and if you haven't yes. we would really appreciate it and love it if you would write us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Apparently Spotify won't let you write a review. Oh. 
Weird. But um, yeah, it helps people find us, so we really appreciate it. Um, so now it's time for the energy report. I was fooling around with in the car, and I was just singing that song because, um, I mean, I was telling Brett that I have to get back to do the energy report, and he said I was doing it like an '80s gum ad or TV ad. <laughs> oh yeah! So then we were <laughs> we were singing it like Big Red. Aww. That's not important. The energy report is where I talk about the energy trend for the week ahead based on clients and me feeling into the energy, some astrology, what have yous. Um, And it's interesting because we actually got a call that we aren't playing. Maybe, I don't know if we'll play it, but um, it was exactly what I was going to talk about anyway because it's coming up so much for people. So even though we didn't play it, if you called in, I forget the name of the person, um, with this question. Hopefully this will help. So um, what has been happening for a lot of people, and I do feel this into the week ahead because I think it has something to do with airy season. That's what it feels like to me. Like there's a lot of like all of a sudden, um, it's kind of like we were cruising along on cruise control and then the foot went on the pedal all the way, you know? And so for some people, um, that's been feeling like a lot of ideas, like, oh, I have so many things I want to do, but I don't know what to do. It, it can paralyze some people, you know, can make you feel like, I don't know where to start. What the hell do I do? Yeah. For some reason, hell felt a little strong. I meant to say heck, even though I swear all the time on here, it felt more like, what the heck do I want to do? Oh, okay. I mean, it didn't sound too strong. No, I, I know. I wasn't it, like, whoa, <laughs> hell. She said hell. <laughs> I mean, I say fuck all the time on here, but <laughs> for some reason, hell was like, hmm, it didn't need that. Not the word choice you would have yeah, really actually all. wanted. Not that, I'm, not that I'm against swearing. Um, So anyway, um, one, so there's a couple of ways to go about this. The first thing I want to say is that what is happening here a lot of times is that there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of ideas happening, a lot of energy being being kicked up, but it's not being released. So it's like like a like one of those pinball machines, but the ball isn't leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it yeah, just keeps just getting batted out. around. It just keeps yeah. going do 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 do. And, and then maybe like another the, one goes in there. Yeah. Ex- thank you. That's great. <laughs> and then maybe another one even, <laughs> and many. another one. So many, but the balls are all staying up and no, it's not getting released. So one thing you want to do is take a breath, come into your body. Um, I always love my, my, it's not new to me, I don't think, but the vacuuming out of the space. Do you remember the time I originally talked about this and I couldn't think of the word for vacuum? Have I already looked that up? Because I think about that all the time. You're like, it's something that just sucks things (laughs) out. It just cleans by sucking. And I was like, a vacuum? (laughs) And now I say that all the time and almost every time I think about how I forgot what that word was. Anyway, so yeah. So the vacuum technique of underneath your grounding cord, which is the cord that goes from the base of your chakra to the center of the earth, kind of just lift up that cord, vacuum out from the bottom of there. All the energy that doesn't serve you, 
you don't have to picture it or know what it is. Just the intention of like, I'm clearing out my space. And then reground yourself, put the vacuum outside of your aura and explode it. And then call your energy back to you, fill up with light. And then the other part of this is to really just trust once your space is clear that you know, just follow your intuition, listen to your intuition. Because a lot of times, the basically everybody that I saw that had this issue, they knew what it is they really wanted to do. It's just that their space got too crowded or they weren't trusting. Oh, no, that is this. That is my next step. Like just feeling that um, those the, your intuition. So having that level of trust and clearing out your space. That's my advice for if there's so many ideas and you don't know, you can't make a wrong decision here. Like if you don't know which one to follow, that's really that's anxiety underneath there a little bit. That's like, oh no, I can't. I'm going to make a wrong choice. I don't know which choice. It's there. There. It, there isn't one. Spoiler alert. So you can just let that go and follow your intuition. And if you change your mind, uh, maybe if you have a problem with committing to those things, you can say to yourself, "I'm going to try this one for a couple of days, and then if that doesn't work, I'm going to I'll commit to another one." But that's that's it. That's. Oh. That's it. Okay, great. The whole thing. You got it. (laughs) So now it's time for Practical Magic. So basically, Practical Magic is the same thing as the Energy Report. Oh, shit. Said in another way, because I looked at the, um, I looked at my calendar, and the moon is waning Mm -hmm. all week, Mm -hmm. right up until Sunday night, which is the new moon. And it just feels like clearing Mm. releasing cleansing Mm -hmm. letting go like any way that you can create space and anything you can release so so i was actually thinking of like when i sometimes i'm like okay i have to do this i just have to you know Mm. like i just it's really important like and then if i were to look deeper i'd be like oh because i'm i'm worried that i won't have that I that I won't value myself as much if I don't have a certain degree of accomplishment or if I don't like cross everything off my to-do list like that's just one example of like oh do I have to hold on to that yeah no that is not even real like you mean hold on to what like that belief oh oh, I have to do all this stuff or else I'm not worthy or there's some reason I need to be afraid of not accomplishing enough like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, you know what (laughs) it's not true like I mean can you still do stuff? I think sometimes too, there's the fear of like, if I don't like drink a bunch of coffee, this is for me. I imagine other people have it too. Like if I don't get super caffeinated and do a bunch of stuff, I'm not going to do anything and I'm never uh, going to get anything done at all. Uh, <laughs> do I you not ever that, have that? Well, I don't drink because I hate caffeine. Oh yeah. But I mean, like, do you have it without the caffeine ever or? Well, I don't have any experience of ever even having the privilege to be caffeinated because caffeine makes me anxious. So in that case, no, instead I have it that I feel very like tired and then I worry I'm not going to get yeah, that, well, that's what I mean is like, do you still have yes. that worry? Sometimes like we might oh. deal with it in different ways, but yes. like that feeling of it's all or nothing. It's all right now, like super fast. Like I yeah. better do it right now or it's yes. never going to yeah. get done at all. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And then even like I even feel like 
it's it feels freeing to realize like I don't actually have to do any of that because you know what I'm gonna be dead someday mm-hmm. none of it's gonna matter <laughs> like I love it and, when it comes back to us being dead someday because yeah I feel like that's the anchor <laughs> it's such an important yeah, anchor totally. to just have that that vision of like nothing I'm going to be dissolve into nothing and all well. these things that seem so important are gonna dissolve <laughs> into nothing. Well, our bodies will, and and our attachment to any of this, our energy won't. Dissolve yeah, energy doesn't. Yeah, no, no. But yeah, you, but our yeah, our we won't give a shit about our to do lists, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, like remembering that, I feel like then then I get to come into oh, why do I want to do it? Because I it feels fun. I can yeah. do it. Feels fun again when it's not something that you have a gun to your head that you have to do it. So <sighs> I'm kind of on a tangent here, but I do think that this. <laughs> does apply to like what you're talking about with the energy Uh report. I think it might be one of the things that many of us can let go of this week. But really, I mean, it could be clearing clutter. It could be taking a sea salt bath. It could be cleansing with sage, um, opening up all your windows, letting the energy flow through. When you're talking, it feels like a slow, like, even though we're in this airy season of a lot of stuff, it's like, Giving yourself the breather within that to just like, yeah, like to slow down a little bit, like let that some of that in as well. Yeah. So then that Aries energy of like, let's start something new. Like, what do we get? Then it can be fun. It can be like, yeah, you can start something new, but it's not because you have to. It's not because there's all this baggage attached to like all these things you need to accomplish. Yeah. So, so cleansing, releasing, creating space, relaxing even, you know, like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take a week off from mopping before. (laughs) (laughs) It's just giving yourself some more space. Only one week. (laughs) we're back to the mopping discussion (laughs) so um so then on sunday night when it's a new moon either sunday night or monday morning next monday morning Mm -hmm. you could um light a candle breathe relax and Mm. then maybe write down what you want to call in what you want to focus on after you've created that space yeah you can be like yeah this is what i want to create what I want to do is what I want to manifest so then you could write it out you could feel grateful for it you could call on the divine to help you manifest it I just had another yeah while you were talking is another idea if you've got so many ideas bouncing around there is to do this kind of clearing this kind of releasing and take yourself off the hook of having to decide any of it right now like you can say like you know what on the new moon I'm gonna sit down and write down what I want to focus on but this week maybe I'm just gonna let it go and then if an idea comes in that time great yeah and then you can also it always helps like any kind of overwhelm always helps to clear clutter like what can you what books don't you need on your bookshelf anymore like what just kind of like junk mail is piled up or what pens don't work in your pen jar you know just even little things like that rolling up loose change like that Mm -hmm. creates space it seems like it can seem like no oh that's one more thing i have to do but actually like if you want to kind of create some space and get some clarity that those kinds of little things are really really magical yeah i wondered why usually at the end of the energy report you say something like that was great. Or, oh, yeah. But this time you were like, now it's time for practical magic. And I think it's because it was just the same thing. Yeah, it was just more <laughs> of the same. 
All right. Well, shall we Sonia? do our housekeeping? Yes. Great. So you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question on there. You can find the show notes on there of anything we mentioned. Um, you can find us at Magic Monday Pod on Facebook. Magic Monday Podcast listeners is a nice little group on Facebook. And Magic Monday. I said that like I was from Chicago. Magic Monday oh, yeah. Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. Um, you can schedule a session with me or um, look at my classes. And you can find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. I'm also on Facebook. It's kind of new there, but I just basically post what I post on Instagram. Okay. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find a lot of spells and rituals and guided meditations and sign up for my newsletter. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Great. So now we're going to pick our card for the week. I and feel like, what are uh, you? Oh. oh. Uh, I'm gonna. I was just gonna say. I feel like. Do we sound like we're rushing through this? I hope not, because we actually we're from the past, and we have to be done in time to meet with San Elias. I don't think we're rushing, but part of me is like, okay, now we're <laughs> here. Oh, we are. You're just feeling thing. that. I'm feeling it, so I don't know if it feels like that for other people. Well, yeah, you guys will have to tell us, but I feel like maybe not. Okay, but so now I'm, maybe they'll be paying attention to it and think well, we do sound like we're rushing. Go back and listen, take notes, email us. <laughs> um, so we, I'm picking from the Light Seers Tarot by Chris Ann, which I love this one. And I picked the wheel. Ooh. I love this picture. Um, so the wheel is, okay, I feel like, do you know about the wheel card in tarot? What do yeah. You do you want to say? It's like about? the cycle. It's like a cycle, like a full cycle of completion, right? That's yes. part of it. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess that's why it's the 10th card. Anyway, it says, get ready, sweet soul, for the wheel is about to gift you divine blessings. Synchronicity is afoot, so look for wonderful new opportunities to propel your life ahead. Be prepared for fortuitous meetings or a fork in the path that will change everything for the better. If you're open to spotting opportunity, it's yours for the taking. Just follow the breadcrumbs crumbs of serendipity and fate toward your happy ending. Remember that the wheel is always spinning and things are never the same as they were before. Learn to enjoy this constant regeneration and know that with every spin, we have a chance to cycle upward toward our expansion and enlightenment. And mm. the little mantra is, um, I allow the transformative energies of fate. Help, uh, wait, I allow the transformative energies of fate Help me to expand my experience. I think they're missing. They left two. out they a left preposition. Out <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> I never noticed that before. Um, but yeah, so go with the, to me, it's also like go with the flow. Things are moving. And yeah, I can see how the completion energy of like allowing re of what we were talking about to um, 
you know, go along with this, like to releasing that old stuff that doesn't fit you anymore, the stuff that's been building up in your space energetically, like that you're ready to vacuum out. And now it's like time to bring in that new stuff, but releasing that old stuff first and going with that flow, that circle. Yeah, that's like my card reading for this week. It's like oh. we got a lot of good luck, like good luck, good vibes, oh, fresh nice. perspective type energy. And I do feel like there's a lot of positive shifts of energy happening right now. Like even that overwhelm from the Aries season, I think is like, oh, this fresh new Pi- energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I drew from my Magic of Flowers Oracle wisteria which is soften the edges it's the mermaid card oh nice did you You see that wisteria well um i don't know i don't follow kyle mclaughlin on instagram but did you you do i think i do do you see that he posted wisteria the other day no i missed that you did um you were looking at it but then you weren't didn't I wasn't it. looking at it it was in my search <laughs> I was searching for something and it showed up in my search page cuz I don't know why He is a fun guy to follow I don't know mm-hmm. Um okay so with Syria there is a time for toughness rigorous discipline and razor sharp precision but this is not one of those times Oh Wisteria counsels you to smooth away rigidity and to dwell in a veil of soft serenity, openness, and forgiveness. Let go of perfectionism, externally imposed standards, or the desire to control or micromanage. Choose to see yourself, others, and the conditions associated with this situation in a newer, more positive, more favorable light. Let Mm. any sharp corners or jagged edges within you be smoothed away like sea glass in the relentless current of the deep blue sea. So soften. Go with the flow. Be sweet to yourself. Be gentle. Let yes. go. Create space. I love it. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. See you Thank next time. you. happening i'm confused